Have you ever been faced with an issue and thought the Bible to be too outdated to have an answer? Welcome to Yenga's Corner Podcast, empowering women of all ages through God's Word. You'll be amazed how together we'll apply biblical truths to any issue in our daily living. Stay tuned. I'm Yenga Dinsil. Hello, hello, dear friends. Uh, Welcome to today's episode. I hope you're as excited as I am. It's the month of March and um, it's the Women History Month. Uh, For those who celebrate that, I know maybe it's not worldwide, but hey, for the sake of it, we're going to make it worldwide. And I think women should be celebrated every other day anyways, uh, needless to say, because um, we are an important part of the society. We are kind of the backbone of uh, society. So um, in this month, I have a series in mind that I would like us uh, to share together. In this series, I'm going to highlight some of the women in the Bible, some of them very well known, maybe you know them, you can relate to them, some of them not so known, you know, and uh, we want to see whether we can identify with them. We want to be able to learn from them because the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's word, it is as uh, pertinent today as it was back in the days when these women lived. And no, most of the time, uh, uh, women, we kind of try to fight for our place to have equal platform with the men. But uh, through this series, we're going to see that uh, a woman has never been an afterthought in the mind of God. God has always uh, been uh, inclusive and uh, has always uh, worked with a woman alongside with a woman and uh, we have been God's accomplice for a long long time from the uh, the time of creation so um, today I just wanted us to uh, you know to kind of zoom in on a, a woman that um, really impressed me and I learned from her every every single day as I look at as I read in the scripture uh, she's a woman that really stood her ground and the name is Deborah. And I know maybe uh, all of you, you've known Deborah or you know her or maybe you've heard of her, you know, Debbie, Deb, however we would have called her if she was living in our days. But uh, this woman, she was a trailblazer. This woman, she is just amazing. And I want to introduce you to Deborah and uh, we basically uh, find Deborah in the book of Judges, chapter 4. And this comes at a time where the kings of Israel, you know, people have rebelled against God. And uh, every time they rebelled, God gave them up to their enemies so that they can be able to learn from it. But needless to say, like it took a lot of correcting. The children of Israel, they were really as uh, red-necked people. They were very stiff-necked. And uh, it took so many warnings, so many punishments for them to be able to come around and say, hey, I think God is te- telling us something here. We need to um, align ourselves. So I'm going to read um, in the book of Judges chapter 4. And I'll start from verse 1 to verse 16. And just the reason why, because I just want us to get a a context of um, this wonderful woman, this powerful woman, and the role that uh, she played in her nation. 
and how we can be able to see how we can fit as well. So uh, from verse 1, it says, The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud had died. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his forces was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth, Harosheth of the nations. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, because Jabin had 900 iron chariots and he harshly oppressed them for 20 years. Deborah, a woman who was a prophetess and the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. It was her custom to sit under, uh, to sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her for judgment. She summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Hasn't the Lord God of Israel commanded you? Go, deploy the troops on the Mount of Tabor, and take with you ten thousand men from the Naphtalites and Zebulonites. Then I will lure Sisera, command of Jabin's forces, his chariots and his army, at the Wadi, Kishon, to fight against you, and I will hand him over to you. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. I will go with you, she said. But you will receive no honor on the road you are about to take, because the Lord will sell Sisera into a woman's hand. So Deborah got up and went with Barak to Kadesh. Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. Ten thousand men followed him, and Deborah also went with him. Now Heber, the Canaanite, had moved away from the Canaanites, the sons of Hobab, uh, Moses' father-in-law, and pitched his, te- his tent beside the oak tree of Zananim, which was near Kadesh. It was reported to Sisera that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor. Sisera summoned all his 900 iron chariots and all the people who were with him from Harosheth of the nations to the Wadi Kishon. Then Deborah said to Barak, Move on, for this is the day the Lord has handed Sisera over to you. Hasn't the Lord gone before you? So Barak came down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. The Lord threw Sisera, all his charioteers, and all his army into confusion with the sword before Barak. Sisera left his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Harosheth of the nations, and the whole army of Sisera fell by the sword. Not a single man was left. Oh, what a wonderful story. You know, what I love about the Bible is that Man, it's so captivating. I could just feel the emotions, what was going on here. Uh, we get introduced to uh, uh, to uh, Deborah. And I'd like to point out three things that um, we are introduced of her. You know, three things that are, are kind of in her pedigree. The first thing, it's her first office. So her first office is that she had a relationship with God. She was a prophetess. 
She had an intimate relationship with God. She walked right with God. That's why she received word from God about the people and she was able to counsel them. She was able to advise them. So that is the first office that is presented to us. You know, friends, you cannot be effective in anything else if you don't, first of all, have a good relationship with God. We always say the saying that you cannot lead from a a place of emptiness. You have to be filled first before you can fill others. We cannot go and help others if we ourselves were not in the right standing with God. So the second office that is being introduced of Deborah here in the introduction is that she was a wife. We get introduced to her husband. Her husband's name is Lapidoth. So that means she wasn't just uh, unruly. She wasn't just doing her thing. It seemed that whatever it is that she was doing, she was doing under the blessing of her husband. It's not like she was neglecting the home and just doing her thing on the side. No, she was actually under that uh, leadership of her husband. And that's why we get introduced to her husband's name. And then thirdly, her office was that she was a judge. She judged Israel, and that was her rank. But notice something particular about this judge from the previous judges is that Deborah was not a military judge. She was not leading the battle. She was not, you know, uh, in that uh, position. She's not a military general with, you know, with this man under her. No, because God was still... uh, uh, kind of going according to, you know, to the original design and the order of leadership. So she was not like other major judges, but this was not to kind of discredit her or to downplay uh, uh, Deborah's uh, extraordinary leadership. No, in the contrary, it is to show how you can still be effective if you are in line with God's design. So three things we see here, three offices, three uh, positions that Deborah occupied was first is that she was a prophetess, which she did beautifully um, and, uh, you know, humbly too. We don't see her like sitting in a big mansion or a big house or whatever. It says under a palm tree. How, you know, how humble can that, you can't be more humble than that. Under a palm tree. She had one-on-ones with people. People came to her. She prophesied on them. You know, when God gave her a word on people, she would give them exactly what God had said to them, to her uh, concerning the people. So it was such a humble office. Like It wasn't like she had this headquarters or whatever, but she really had just under the, you know, under a palm tree at her home, you know, not too far from her home. And that's where she was. And people will come to her. So um, that commanded, you know, respect. And the desire that she had was really to bring people back to God. We see the opening of the chapter that people had sinned again. Israel had sinned again. It had become so customary. And Deborah's work was really uh, bringing people back to their God restoring that relationship and then the third office that we see her you know working so beautifully is that as she was judging these people she was so more concerned about their well-being about their connection with God and so when uh, she got a word 
about the 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 military general Barak, she wasn't hesitant. We see that she was a courageous woman. You know, she played her role perfectly. These three roles that uh, you know, these three hats that she was wearing, she played them perfectly. So she reached out to Barak and said, "I have a word for you. Hasn't God not? Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you to go deploy troops?" So it's like, this is the sure word that God has given. Hasn't God told you this? If He said it's because He's going to give you victory, and because of that, like it commanded respect. Imagine this woman at that period of time where we may think that women didn't have a place, women didn't have a voice, but here comes a full-fledged military general and takes this prophecy from this simple woman, this simple prophetess, you know, who who has no flair. You know, there's nothing extraordinary about her other than She's a prophetess, and she gives this command to this military uh, general. You know, she has nothing to do. She doesn't know anything about military. She's giving this word that came from God. And um, the uh, commander is like, yeah, I don't doubt it. I'll go, but only if you go with me. Can you imagine? Like, I will go only if you go with me. So we see here that she was... She was like, this is God's word and you are doubting it? And she said, fine, I will go with you. But know this, that you will not receive honor on the road you're about to take. For any military, I mean, I worked with military, uh, you know, the National Defense in Canada for so many years. And if there's anything that the military, they value its honor. They want to be, you know, they want to be given medals for anything and every achievement that they make. And to imagine that he is going to go to this battle and uh, he's being told, yes, if I go with you, you're not going to receive that honor. And he's like, it's okay. I'm, I'm not going to go if you don't come with me. So that's the condition that, um, you know, that he puts. So he had more trust in human than in God's command and in God's promise. And because of that, he lost that, that honor that was supposed to be bestowed upon him. He lost it. So Deborah said, let's go. And what I love about Deborah was that she was an encourager of people. You know, she was an encourager of people to obey God's command. And so when he did not want to obey God's command, he said, yeah, this victory is going to be given in a woman's hands. This victory is going to be given in a woman's hands because you have doubted. And so she was able to plan, direct, and delegate. Here she is. She's the one who's really behind the military planning of this attack on how it's going to go down. And so she gives the plan. She directs it. She calls to action what they're supposed to do. And we see in the end that really the victory was assured. What an extraordinary leadership, a feminine leadership. We see here, even though it's different from what had been in the past, Deborah was the only woman judge in the Bible. 
And even though it was unique, God was able to use her because she had something in her. She allowed herself to be in God's plan. You know, she allowed herself to be able to help God's design. She's not the one who led that battle. No, 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 no. It was Barak because he was the military general. He was the manly leadership. He's the one who led it. She delegated, she planned it. And even though through her words, Barak kind of conquered the enemy, but he was not awarded that honor. And you would think it's Deborah who was awarded that honor. Now, stay tuned for next week because we're going to discover another woman that nobody has maybe ever talked about her. But we see here, Deborah's leadership was amazing, was excellent. Because you see, friends, God chooses leaders by his standards, not ours. He chooses by his standards. And he chose Deborah here according to his original design. You know, it, even though, it, uh, you know, uh, the um, employment of feminine leadership that he uses here is distinct from the masculine fem- feminine uh, leadership, but it was in harmony with his original design for womanhood. We see here that when we are supporting the creation order, when we work our leadership under the divine order that the success is so assured. You see, Deborah was not hungry for power. If she was in our day, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to do this. And she, it would be, she would have been the poster girl. But no, she wasn't craving p- for power. She wasn't craving to have a big name. No. And we see Every time, like, she was attributing that victory to God and not to herself. She was just a vessel to communicate that to the military commander. And one thing that I loved about Deborah is that she was more concerned about the people than about her success. And that, friends, is the true quality of leadership. A true leader is more concerned about the people themselves than than about the success they want to achieve. So you as well, I would like to encourage you today. You know, you too, like Deborah, you can express your gifts, your personality in harmony with God's design for femininity. You don't have, you know, to go fight for your place, this and that. God has already given you a perfect place where you can thrive where you can still exercise leadership and be very effective. She was a blessing because of her. She was a blessing to Israel at that time. Because of her, the enemy was subdued. You see, you know, a good leader, you know, a good and a wise leader chooses good helpers. Sometimes it's not just the person who is at the top. It's the people that surround them. And because Deborah was a good helper, she was able to help this military general who was fearful 
to bring home the victory that God had desired. Friends, I hope during this month of uh, women, if you are in a position of leadership, that you may really lead intentionally, putting the people at the forefront, the needs of the people. I'll encourage you to seek godly wisdom because that's what's going to help you lead the people. And that's the secret of true leadership. Solomon discovered that and he prayed the most powerful prayer. He did not ask for fame. He did not ask for riches. He did not ask for power. He asked for wisdom. If you are in a position of leadership, because I hear people say sometimes, oh, it's so terrible when you, when you have a woman as a leader, you know, they're this, they're that. But you can be an effective and a good leader. One that brings people closer to God. One that cares for the people and is so concerned on the impact you're going to have on people's lives than on your personal success. So I challenge you today, be that great feminine leader. You know, women, we are mothers. And so we have already a greater advantage. We have that motherly instinct. So when it's combined with godly wisdom, I think we can make very great leaders. So I hope if you're in a position of leadership, you excel in that way. Friends, stay tuned. Don't miss next episode because I'll let you discover a woman who in such simplicity did extraordinary things. Until next time, guys, if this has been a blessing to you, please do share it. Give me your comments. What leaders, what women leaders inspire you, you know, in the qualities similar to this of Deborah that we have seen today. May God bless you. Until next time.